I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi guys, welcome to the first edition of the Spurred On podcast. I'm Barnaby Slater. Some of you may have remembered me, seen me back in the day hosting Spurred On on YouTube and all the other social platforms. This is going to be a new daily podcast about all things Tottenham Hotspur. 15 minute episodes or so every day going through all the latest news, views, opinions. We'll get some interviews too. This is obviously on YouTube if you're watching there. Uh, It's at Barnaby Slater underscore on YouTube. But if you're listening uh, on all your podcast devices or on the platforms where you get your podcasts, then it's the Spurred On podcast. As well as doing the Spurs stuff, I'll also be doing some other football content on YouTube as well. So check that out if you get the opportunity. Anyway, I'm a little bleary eyed today because I was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for Tottenham Hotspur 2, Liverpool 1. And I thought I'd do the first episode as a match review of that game. I have to say, Liverpool were absolutely outstanding throughout. It might surprise you for me to start with that. But for me, it's important to say they are an excellent team. I think they'll be potentially Man City's closest challengers this year. I think they're stronger than Arsenal. Obviously, there's a big part of me that wonders, can Spurs put together some kind of challenge themselves? Can we stay fit? Can we keep the players fit enough one game a week to continue this incredible form that Ange Postacoglu has really, almost single-handedly, I think, done for Tottenham Hotspur, made the players believe in themselves, made them believe in the system, and got them playing just the most exceptional football that I've seen at Spurs for a long, long time. We were we were brilliant under Pochettino, obviously, when we had Eriksen and Musa Dembele in the spine, but... Um, I think this football is a cut above even that. Anyway, 
More importantly, let's go into the game. Started, as I said, I thought Liverpool were outstanding throughout, especially when they went down to 10 men and then 9 men. They played so narrow, it, it was very, very difficult for Spurs to break them through. But when it was 11 against 11, I thought that's when Spurs were actually at their best. Um, in the first half, the bravery on the ball was uh, incredible, I thought. Uh, and it's it's just a continuation of how brave Spurs have been on the ball all season. In fact, even in our first game in preseason, I remember them playing West Ham uh, on their kind of Thailand trip or wherever it was, Singapore. And I remember just seeing the, the bravery on the ball there and just thinking this is going to be fun to watch. But the things that I really, really remember from the game yesterday were the kind of intricate five, ten-yard passes in between the three central midfielders. So Yves Basuma obviously playing in the six, getting the ball off the back four. And then the intricate moves between him and Pat Matassar and then Madison, freeing up Madison to do what James Madison does. And when we were on the ball, it was just so fun to watch. And just breaking through that really energetic midfield three of Liverpool's. Um, but I thought when it was 11 against 11, we really had the better of that. It was a little bit like a basketball game, I have to say. I predicted before the match that it would be a, a potentially a high-scoring draw. And in the first 20 minutes, it was end-to-end. It was so exciting. I actually watched um, Match of the Day, the highlights on Match of the Day, just this morning. And I was disappointed that they didn't really go into anything except for the red cards and the offside decision um, that obviously the PGMOL have since kind of come out and said was a mistake uh, to rule out uh, the goal by Luis Diaz. But um, I think it's important to say what a brilliant game it was 11 against 11 just two teams kind of playing beautiful football end to end like I said like basketball and then the other thing that didn't really get talked about um, in the highlights but I thought was massively important was um, kind of middle of the first half when Vicario made two instinctive saves in a row to keep us uh, at nil nil um, the second one I was most Im- impressed with, actually, because he, he bounced up off the first one. The first one was kind of straight towards him, bounced up quickly, and then really got to his near post in time to block the second one and put it out for a corner. And in the stadium, you could really sense how important that was. The atmosphere was already great, but after those saves, it kind of ramped up another notch. And I think we've got to thank Vicario for that. He's had a, a an excellent start to his Spurs career. I've been incredibly impressed. It actually fills me with confidence now that we have a keeper who... Um, is really imposing as well, kind of coming for aerial balls. Um, and obviously he's a great shot stopper. I think there were some worries listening to a lot of people and seeing on Twitter a lot of people having watched his kind of YouTube highlights reel from when he was in Italy. Um, there were worries that he was uh, kind of liable to palm shots out into the danger area. But so far I think he's been absolutely excellent. I think Hugo Lloris was a legend for Spurs. Um, that shouldn't be forgotten. But it's important that we upgraded and brought in someone younger and kind of a more modern goalkeeper, especially with his feet. And that is what Vicario definitely is. So it's really exciting um, to have him. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit now about Destiny Udogi. When I went to the Shakhtar Donetsk game in preseason, it was the first time I saw Udogi in the flesh. And uh, the person I was sat next to, I was like, like turned to like, oh my God, we've got a player on our hands. And I thought last week, against Saka, against Arsenal, and this week against Mo Salah, against Liverpool, two of the hardest tests that he could possibly get in the Premier League, and he came out with flying colours. An unbelievable performance from Destiny Udogi yesterday, I thought, and kind of that battle between him and Salah, especially in the first half, uh, and especially while it was still 11 against 11, so exciting. I can remember specifically just below me where I was sat, uh, when he kind of turned Salah and got away from him, 
early on and it really roused the crowd and um i just think there's no end to where destiny Doggy's career could go um obviously let's keep him at spurs for as long as we possibly can but he's one of those players where you're like wow 20 years old he he could really play at the very very top level and win the big big trophies i mean hopefully under big Ange that happens at spurs but uh, it's just so exciting to see him without a shadow of a doubt the best left back we've had since danny rose i think he's got more in his locker than danny rose had so exciting going forward and it's i don't know it almost feels like we've stumbled upon just a fantastic back four for what big Ange is trying to do in terms of having them invert into that central midfield role as well he's so comfortable on the ball he makes those tireless runs over and over and over um, giving options to say Madison to uh, play him on the outside or those kind of almost those inside runs as well very excited to have him at the club and I thought he won that battle against Mo Salah yesterday and uh, that's one of the reasons why we won the game I want to talk a little bit more I know I mentioned him earlier in the kind of when talking about the intricacy between the central midfielders I want to talk a little bit more about Pat Matasar. I really feel like he's growing now as a player confidence and I can really see why he's being picked Um, not just because of his legs and how good his engine is getting up and down but he's got a real growing um, influence and relationship with Yves Basuma I think giving him options like I said for those little five ten yard balls propping up kind of on the left and the right hand side kind of almost like filling gaps in when we've got the ball uh, offering options wherever we need options there so he can kind of get it off Basuma and give it to Madison kind of be that box-to-box link man um it's very exciting that he's he's really growing in front of our eyes but also that we've got Bentoncourt to come in so that you know as with someone of his age is always likely to be a bit of a drop-off in form and so it's not going to be the pressure of him having to play every game this season um I think you know it's bad to say but he really reminds me of Patrick Vieira and I think as he kind of fills out a bit more as well Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. He will become an unbelievable Premier League central midfielder, I think. So I wanted to, you know, he doesn't always get the plaudits because he, he's kind of box to box. He doesn't score many goals. He obviously scored against United this year. Um, but I just was very impressed with him yesterday. Now, obviously, we do have to um, talk about the red cards. I'll start with the Curtis Jones one. Um, I remember in the stadium thinking when Basuma went down, hmm, I wonder if there's going to be more to this because it was a long way away for me. But it, you can sometimes just see in the reactions of players and Curtis Jones immediately kind of threw his hands up and Basuma obviously stayed down. And having seen it a lot on highlights, I know I've heard that Gary Neville maybe thinks it, it wasn't. And someone told me yesterday, um, my mate, I think, was texting saying, oh, it shouldn't be a red card because he, he 
kind of his foot rolled over the top of the ball uh, and before getting into Basuma's ankle. But for me, that is the responsibility of the player. You've got to be so sure if you're going in studs up that you're going to get all the ball and that your foot's not going to kind of hit the ball and roll over to go high on the on the player. So I think it is Curtis Jones's responsibility, and I don't think this is bias. I think it is a red card in in the modern day. I think that's just the reality of it. And um, in Klopp's interview, I didn't see too many kind of um, protestations about that one. He obviously had protestations about about the other things. Um, just before half time, there was a really important moment uh, that I think is is kind of worth talking about. They had just equalised. And then they had a chance to go 2-1 up with the very last kick of the, the first half. The kind of ball flashed across the, po- uh, the the box. And thankfully they didn't score. But that could have made it a completely different game. And obviously um, changed everything and changed the atmosphere. Uh, I wanted to talk about it because I feel like maybe that's a little bit of naivety. I, I saw some Twitter accounts, some of the Twitter accounts, Spurs Twitter accounts that I like, kind of talking about our naivety when Liverpool went down to 10 men. Um and the thing for me about that is I feel like this is almost this was almost too early in the development of Spurs under Ange Postacoglu for us to know how to deal with those scenarios. Um, it was almost like we were much more comfortable when it was 11 against 11 and they were coming on to us a bit more and we were able to then pick them off in the transitions a bit more. Suddenly it went to 10 men and it was like, oh, they're not coming at us as much. It kind of became more like a Sheffield United at home game where you have to break it down the 10 in front of the um, behind the ball. And I, I just think it wasn't necessarily um, long enough into our development for us to know how to do it. So we were a bit sluggish at that point. I also think it's worth talking about the kind of pressure change that happened after they went to 10 men and then 9 men. In that we were the underdogs, I think, going into that game. Liverpool had a great start too. And, you know, they're six, seven, eight years into their development under Jurgen Klopp. They know exactly how to play, even though they've got new players. So I think we went into the game as the underdog. And obviously we had great support from the fans and the, the crowd and the atmosphere. But when they went down to 10 men, you could sense the kind of pressure switch and Spurs were suddenly now the ones expected to win the game and Liverpool were the underdogs. And in the stadium, you could definitely get a bit of a sense of expectation um, and that can change a little bit. And then that went kind of full full the other way um, when they went to nine men and they were really narrow and keeping us kind of at bay on the edge of, of their box. And there was some frustration in the crowd because at that point, do you know what it is? I know what it is. I even said it to my mate. It's like, there's only one team that could manage to lose when they've got nine men at home. And that is a result of our kind of experience of being Spurs fans. Um, and I think I sensed that from a lot of the other fans in the crowd as well. Um, but that's why it was just such a huge relief when we did finally get that winner uh, from Pedro Porro's crosses, uh, Pedro Porro's cross, sorry, at the end of the game. Um, I've mentioned Basuma a couple of times. Just want to talk about he was obviously brilliant on the ball. He's so comfortable. He's a magnificent player. I've heard it said a lot. If Moise Casado was 110 million, I mean, what Basuma would go for now, I do not know. Big Ange. I'm going to talk about this later in the week when I do a kind of five things we've learned about the season so far. But I want to talk a little bit how Big Ange, because he's a great kind of coach who makes these players believe in themselves. Suddenly, I think we're going to be able to we're going to be a club again who is able to get big transfer fees for players, and I don't necessarily just mean our kind of first team players either, either because I don't think we're going to be looking to sell them, but the kind of lesser players who are going to get coached really well and maybe at some point don't feel like they're getting enough game time, they will pick up kind of big transfer fees again 
just like we did kind of under Pochettino because he was coaching them really well. Whereas under Conte and uh, Mourinho and Nuno, suddenly those players were so lacking in confidence that nobody was interested in picking them up anyway. But yeah, um, just mentioning Basuma as well. Um, not just on the ball, but his tracking back was so fantastic. He he really puts a shift in. He looks absolutely knackered at the end of every game. I think he's enjoying it so much. And it's amazing to to kind of see him working, obviously, brilliantly with the ball. But when he's tracking back as well, it's really cool. Um, just coming kind of to the end of this match review now. But in in total, I thought this, the kind of result was deserved. Not just because I think we were better than them 11 against 11. But also because we've had so many disappointments against Liverpool in the last 10 years or so. So many last-minute losses. So many big kind of mistakes from our players leading to last-minute losses. Obviously the Champions League final in Madrid and Sissoko's armpit, etc. So I just think sometimes, even though obviously Diaz's goal should have counted um, and they had two men sent off, sometimes you just get a little bit of what you deserve. And as a Spurs fan, it feels so weird to think that we've got that. But we did get that yesterday. Really happy. 2-1. What... what what an opportunity it is now to go to Luton next Saturday and go top of the league before the Sunday when Man City play Arsenal. Um, I'm kind of happy that Luton got their statement win yesterday at Goodison Park. So hopefully playing us, you know, will be like, I don't know, this is my kind of experience being a Spurs fan again. But it's almost like the script, isn't it? Oh my God, they're going to win their first kind of big game against Spurs. But they got a big win at Goodison Park. Let's go there, play our football next week, go top of the league. What a time to be alive. Just before I go... Man of the matches for me from yesterday against Liverpool. Destiny Odoggi, as mentioned, and Mickey van der Ven. have to give him a mention. What an unbelievable player. So many um, Spurs fans, especially on Twitter, were angry we didn't get tapped sober in the summer. Maybe we can get him to add to the squad in January. But Mickey van der Ven and Christian Romero made an unbelievable centre-back partnership already. I think he's got everything in his locker. Kind of one of the first times this season yesterday we had to see his pace. And my God, is he quick when he was tracking back... Um, they kind of got in behind and he he used his full pace to get there. I think he's an amazing player. I think it's a very exciting time to be a Spurs fan. A great win. Uh, so anyway, thank you for uh, listening and watching the first episode of the Spurred On podcast. Do give it a like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Drop any questions you have for me in the comments as well. I'm going to be doing some question and answer episodes. So do ask your questions. And uh, if you want to follow me uh, on the, the kind of audio podcast, it's the Spurred On podcast. YouTube is at Barnaby Slater underscore, Instagram at Barnaby Slater underscore, and TikTok at Barnaby Slater. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again tomorrow. Goodbye.